it's just really to um, just be more of who you are and that it's like the most powerful business advice you could get is to be more of who you are like when you're really comfortable in your skin nothing fucking faces you you're able to follow your own direction your own intuition um, you'll be so in your truth that you're not going to get distracted by all these little diversions and things on the way one thing that I think is really powerful and I always like to leave people with is just there is no growth in a comfort zone. Um, if there is something that you're afraid of, then that's the thing that you need to go after right now. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. Like When we face off with our fear, um, it grows our self-confidence, it grows our self-worth, and we're like, oh, actually, I can do this. Um, and so that's been something that I've done consistently over my whole life and it will do more for you than anything else. That was Seneva Holt, and this is Doug at the podcast. Welcome to episode 60 of Doug It with the Queen of Fire, Seneva Holt. And for those who don't know Seneva, you should know her. She is the queen of fire. And what does that mean? Well, she's a self-made millionaire, the author of two number one best-selling books. She's a super mum to a beautiful daughter, a wife to a beautiful husband. She's a motivational speaker, success mindset coach. And she's also known as the queen of fire because she helps ignite that passion and fire in other people. And that's what this episode is going to do for you, hopefully. No guarantees, but it lit the fire in me. And uh, if it's anything like the intro, I'm sure you're already pumped to be more of yourself, to step into your authentic self and to step out of the comfort zone and into the zone and into possibility. And Suneva embodies all of that. She's so driven, so vulnerable. And particularly when you hear about her background growing up in a religious cult and her determination and entrepreneurship to make something of yourself and to really break down those limitations it's really inspiring and a bit like Gandhi he was no fool was he I don't think he was but she's really been the change she wants to see in the world and I love that I was attracted to that energy that lays like focus and also her just time it's the most precious gift we can give ourselves and give each other so really appreciate Suniva's time because this one is going to light the fire for so many. Hope you enjoy it. I sure did. Here she is, the Queen of Fire, Suniva Holt. Enjoy. Hello. Perfect. <laughs> cool. Hello is a good place to start. Well, um, thanks for your time, Suniva. Thanks for having me. Do you know, I've done a lot of podcast interviews and I've never done one with these. With these mics? No. Or no. with me, with both? Um, <laughs> no, they've always been online, actually, so I've never done this properly. I was thinking yeah. that driving down, because the last couple have been, yeah. I've done through Zoom or Skype, and um, yeah. and they've been fantastic, but there's, mm-hmm. I guess there's always a, there's something missing yeah it's always a deeper experience when it's live for some reason for sure um but yeah so i'm stoked to make it make it work and um 
And for for those who don't know you, how would you describe what what you do? Because I saw your um, blurb on your website earlier, like Queen of Fire and igniting passion in people mm-hmm. and purpose. How would you sum all that up? Mm. What I hmm, what I do and who I am is <laughs> very different things. So what I do is work with people to really step into their power and just get to underneath all of the layers that have been building up over time to figure out who they actually are and what they truly want at their core because often we're so influenced by society and by our families and to think that we want things that we really don't. And it's so important to get under that and figure out what is it that we want at a soul level. And so that's what I do in people's um, businesses and in their lives, is to just peel back those layers. Because I was reading your, the start of your book about yeah. um, how it was like a really strong religious and, mm. and really restraining environment. And my girlfriend grew up the same. Moni, she was uh, in a Jehovah's Witness family and she wasn't allowed to play sport and all the outer mm. world was all bad and yeah. and there's so much like conditioning which I hadn't really experienced before um, how do you think do you think that's really shaped you obviously to to break through from that and, and go even a step further is oh so much yeah I'm really grateful that I had that experience because it made me really um, strong and it taught me a hell of a lot of lessons about what I do and don't want in life. And if I hadn't gone through that, I would never have proved to myself at a young age that anything was possible. So I went from, you know, uh, one of the first major experiences for me was when I wanted to go to school. And like you said, I grew up in a very religious family. We're involved in a cult for a while. It was pretty... Um, it was pretty full on. I'd describe it as being a little bit like open brethren. We weren't allowed to listen to music or hang out with people outside of that circle. And women had to have long hair and long skirts. And uh, it was very strict. We were physically punished for anything that didn't uh, fit within the confines of what they believed. And one of the things I hated the most was being dragged out of bed every morning to have Bible readings for like an hour and a half before allowed to even touch breakfast. And so there was just so much um, confinement and all I wanted to do was grow up so I could have freedom and not answer to anybody. And, you know, I already had that rebel streak in me, um, which made it so much harder to be in, in that. But... When I was 15, uh, or maybe it was earlier, but I've nagged my parents for a really long time to let me go to school. And they were like, no, 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 because we were homeschooled in a religious um, schooling. So that was really something that they didn't believe in. Um, But I nagged them and wore them down until they said yes, (laughs) of course. And uh, they said, okay, well, you can, but you have to pay for it yourself because we lived remotely. So it was... um, there was a considerable expense in being able to board and all that kind of thing. And I had to come up with uh, about $3,000. As a 15-year-old, that's a a few mile runs. (laughs) Yeah, and it was 20 years ago, so inflation. Wow. (laughs) Um, But I did it, and 
I just hustled really hard and um, looked after kids, cleaned motels. I sorted sheep shit from wool. I don't know if you've ever had that exciting experience. <laughs> Something I've got to look forward to. I think. <laughs> exactly. Some, um, and I made it happen. And that was such an important, pivotal moment in my life. Because it's like, well, I can do that. I can do anything I want. Mm. Yeah. And then, yeah, I read you'd bought your first house at yeah. kind of 19. And then, mm-hmm. and then where did you, like, where was the path from there? If, if mm. anything was possible, what, where were you most inspired to, get, to go to? Well, I had very different aspirations at that age. Um, so I was at like 19, bought my first house. It's like really in the, um, in this like, um, getting to the top mentality and I was like listening to Tony Robbins and I was going to all these things and I was like um, I was like right well I want to become a multi-millionaire and I want to be CEO of, the, of a huge company and like just all these things were so important to me at the time and I wrote a list of 10 things and put them in an envelope and put them away. And I found that list a few years later. Not thought, I didn't think about it at all. It wasn't something I was like, this is my vision board. I'm like focusing on this every day. I just kind of wrote this thing and put it away. And when I found that list uh, a few years later, I was like, oh, holy shit. I've, everything on this has happened for me. Um, not everything was a good thing because I should definitely not have got engaged. <laughs> Um, all all valuable lessons and I was just like holy shit this is I didn't even know what the word manifestation was at the time I was just like hey I can make shit happen right Um, and I did become a multi-millionaire and I did you know start my own businesses successfully and all these things Uh, but what has been a really big shift you know later on in my life I'm 37 now is looking at that and being really proud of my accomplishments and also going none of that stuff matters very much and it also doesn't matter very much if I'm not if I don't have that freedom within myself because that's where I was at like I had all this success in my life but I hadn't done the work to go why what am I running from what am I covering what am I not speaking Uh, and I grew up in a family that didn't talk and you know this is pretty common of a certain generation as well like to sweep everything under the rug that's quite normal um but I grew up like finding it very hard to express myself and hard to talk about things and thinking if I just ignored it it would go away and instead of course what happens it grows like a cancer inside you until uh something just completely overflows your life falls to pieces so, yeah, I was just yeah. talking to a, a friend this morning about a mutual friend of ours who had, his brother was just a star athlete and, and I think he always had a, to try and keep up with mm-hmm. him and had bottled stuff up for yeah. so long. And um, I think Paul Check calls that like that midlife crisis when you build mm-hmm. an identity which no longer kind of serves you and then you realise that. And um, where was the the starting point there because we're talking about trainings and mm. Preston Smile and all this self-development work what mm-hmm. was there a starting point that kind of unraveled the ball of string 
as it were? Yeah, definitely. So, like I said, I've been into personal development and, you know, from quite early on because I was listening to the Tony Robbins and stuff way back in the day. Um, But it wasn't, actually, it was about four and a half, no, I'm trying to think, is it four and a half years ago? Um, Alexi contacted me on Instagram and I had no idea who they were. Like, they'd like, they were coming to New Zealand and she's like, hey, I want to invite you to um, this workshop that we're running. Would you come along? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess, maybe, you know. I had a lot of invitations like that at the time because my Instagram was big and you just get, like, a lot of that kind of stuff. And um, so they sent me the tickets and then, it, sorry, um, on the day, I remember, like, going, oh, what the fuck am I doing? No, I don't want to go. <laughs> I think I knew that there was going to be something really confronting in this. And so all of a sudden I was like, nope, nope, don't want to go. Um, And my husband was like, well, I just do it. Like you committed, you know, I'm looking after Lily, just go. And so of course it was really confronting. Uh, I had to face off with a lot and it was just a drop in the bucket Um, because I went on from that point to being completely obsessed with diving into this work and figuring out who the hell I was and uh, all this stuff coming to the surface that I had to try and deal with. And so from that point, one of the biggest turning points for me was, uh, it was a few months later and I was doing another course in Bali and we were talking about, something completely unrelated actually and it surfaced uh, a trauma that I'd had when I was when I was how old was I it was probably around the same age 18 19 when I was raped in my home and it's not that I'd forgotten about it at all it's just that I'd uh, decided that if I didn't um, think about it then it wasn't there and I realized how much it was affecting me and how much it had affected so much in my life and my relationships and the way I was um, in relationship with people. And I was like, I've, I know that I have to do something and I'm scared shitless. So of course I'm gonna do it <laughs> because it's kind of my motto in life is like, if, I'm, if it terrifies me, then like, I'm gonna dive in. And so I went on Facebook and did a live about it in that moment, Um, or a live, it might've just been a video, posted it, and then I think I was sobbing in fetal position in the backyard for a period of time after that, and didn't didn't know how to cope with what was going on with me, but letting go of that in that way uh, was the most powerful thing that I could have done. And not only in doing that, what I realized is in sharing my uh, experience, I was able to help so many other people purely by sharing. It wasn't, I didn't have to uh, do anything more than that, but I had hundreds of messages from women going, that happened to me too. Thank you for making me feel, sorry. (laughs) Um, Thank you for making me feel not alone because so many of us walk around with these things, uh, these traumas that have happened to us, feeling like we're the only one, and 
the reality is, like, everybody has trauma. Like, all of us have gone through something, so. Yeah, it's such a, I, I, I think even when my girlfriend said she'd been, you know, abused as a, as a child, and I had quite a privileged upbringing that nothing ever like that happened to me, and um, I was like, how do I process this almost like you almost put up a little mm. bit of a wall and then it kind of brings the wall down but then mm -hmm. even how you're saying about sharing and being vulnerable I think yeah. it was maybe Byron Katie or someone in that space talking about the um, the vulnerability uh, once you've done something really vulnerable the kind of space after that is really challenging as well because mm. you and I thought that was interesting because I, I love sharing too and then you share mm -hmm. and then you almost sometimes don't know where to go from there. Um, what, and, and, and I think we are talking about the men's course before Preston Smiles, how I didn't realize every 70, 80% of the guys had been through some really traumatic experiences and never expressed them or had a place to. Um, is there, do you see that is the main block in the people you coach as well? Is it suppressed emotions or mm. conditioning? I and mean, what's the mm. thing that comes up most for you now when you're working with people? Yeah, definitely suppressed emotions. Um, but most people aren't even... Most people aren't even aware that they are, right? They're not aware that they're suppressing emotions. They're not... They're... spending so much of their time in autopilot or in some numbing mechanism or uh, avoidance or procrastination, all these things that are just uh, cloaking what's underneath. And we have no idea that that's what we're doing. Like if you'd asked me um, before all of this, I'm like, whatever, like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like that's, that doesn't affect me. It's got nothing, to, you know, yeah. that's not having any, um, play on my life but of course it is so it takes it sometimes takes a variance of triggers before we can get to that point that we're ready to face off with ourselves and what's going on underneath and really what it comes down to as well is being around people that know how to ask the right questions mm. yeah questions are the the answer um yeah. I'm reading Michael Pollan's book at the moment on all the psychedelics and uh, yeah. and that's really opened up my mind because mm -hmm. I think once you reach about 30 for most people your cognitive mind's fully developed and you have all of that conditioning's kind of been ingrained and then hopefully you have mm -hmm. some awareness to see that and yeah. and and some so aware mm -hmm. of all these patterns and ruts and stuff I've grooved over the years but the benefits are maybe uh, even things like float tanks, uh, therapies, coaching groups, and now psychedelics mm. as one way to like open up that uh, portal and level of awareness and mm -hmm. maybe break free from some of those uh, unconditioning, uh, unconscious behaviors. What, what's, mm -hmm. where, where are you going now with your work? Or uh, have you played in that field yourself as well we're talking about like burning manners and these other experiences as well to like absolutely get yeah. a new perspective as yeah I've done it all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because um 
I'm just so willing to dive in and like, it's like, try shit on, see what works. Like you don't know until you try it. Right. And yeah, I've done so much of that. Uh, So many of it's been great and helped me in, uh, you know, it's all part of bringing me to where I am now. Uh, And at the same time, this year is very different for me. I'm in a, I'm in a space of spaciousness. And going, well, I've, you know, spent the last few years doing so much of that, and now I just need to be. Um, and I don't need to do another course. I don't need to do another plant medicine ceremony. I don't need anything because, like, everything that I need right now is within me, and it's also very easy to look externally for the answers when, you know, again, those things are important and helpful but we have all the answers within us. We are our own million dollar life coach. If we're willing to be honest with ourselves and ask those powerful questions of ourselves. And that's why like for me, journaling is super powerful because that's where I get to look at that and go, you know, what's coming up for me there? Why am I feeling this way? Why did that trigger me? Or what is it that I really need? Or what is it that I truly want from my life? What's my soul calling me to do right now? I call it um, soul speak is when I'm, when I'm journaling, I'm speaking from my soul, I'm getting in touch with who that is and what it is actually I want from my life. I love that. I was just going to ask what, what, what your journaling or meditational practice was to, to create that awareness. What, is, it, mm. is that a morning routine? Then you get up and journal or have a cup of tea or exercise or how do you approach setting that up? Mm. It changes all the time. Uh, I... I think it's really important to not get stagnant in your rituals. I call them rituals, not routine, because it's just so boring. <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> so it's allowing the rituals to evolve as you need them to and getting up and go, what is it that I need from myself right now? And some days um, that might be, you know, meditating and cacao ceremony or another day it might be just going for a walk. Um, and so it's like, it's making sure that you don't just get up and do the same thing over and over again and let it become habitual because energy needs to shift and move for us to as well. Yeah. But I guess it's so easy to get, to jump from one extreme mm. to another, to be in chaos and then to go too much structure and, mm. um, the structure is having something. Yeah. The structure is in going, okay, I know that uh, whatever I do first thing in the morning sets the trajectory for my whole day. And so it's so important that I do something that fills my cup and that I'm doing that, having that time to be with myself. But what happens within that container is not so important. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I think Dan Solomon was talking about if, if the mind doesn't have anything, it'll go to like the worst case scenario and it'll, mm-hmm. it'll uh, literally... Um, just create stories I forget the word he was using well hallucinate he's mm-hmm. like you're <laughs> mm. you know you don't you don't have a to-do list or your mum doesn't pick you up from school or yeah. whatever and your mind will just go to that invent all of these stories but if you give it a little mm. bit of structure it'll stay on task and um, I feel like journaling something you once you do it you never regret doing it but actually getting down to doing it sometimes the hardest part is just getting started yeah like if you're working as a solo entrepreneur and who's keeping 
you're accountable now mm-hmm. or what or do you have those habits so ingrained like how do you keep yourself really at your best yeah. I mean first of all like sometimes you do need the coach or the group to establish that habit um for me, it's a non-negotiable because I know how powerful it is. Mm. And there are, again, so many different ways to journal and sometimes it helps to have some journaling prompts of different ways to do it, right? Because again, your needs are going to be different every day. Sometimes I like to vision and do what I call uh, creating my 2.0. And that's one of the most fun things you, know, you get to do because it's like, oh, what, what do I want to create in my life? And then, you know, you can do um, I am statements, which are really powerful. Uh, and another one that I love is what I call doing my warrior creed. And it's like a statement that I've written. I do this with all my clients as well. It's a statement uh, that's really strong and really powerful, like really saying, this is who I am. This is why I'm here on this earth. And this is the impact that I'm creating. Um, and when you stand outside, like with your head to the sky and just being in this like really strong position and you say the statement to yourself every morning, that's killer. Like you go out there and you're like fucking invincible. You're gonna crush it, right? Um, so that's amazing. Another way to, um, another thing that's really powerful to become part of a ritual. What other things are in like gratitude? You know, we talk about it all the time, but it's so important. If you're not grateful for what you have, then you're never going to be happy with anything that you ever receive, right? And so many of us whinge about shit in our lives that's such bullshit without, like, really realising how amazing we already have it. And we're so blessed, and we're in the top percentage in the world for what we have. But what we do is we look at someone else and go, oh, they've got more than me, so what I have is not good enough. So it's like checking back in and getting that reality check is really, really important. Something that I think everybody should do, you know, at least once a week. Yeah, even how you described yeah. your being grateful for your childhood and and, uh, and a friend posted something mm. about amor fate, I think it's to love everything. Right. Well, I think it's like a Latin phrase, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, like Tony Robbins yeah. says, you gotta you got to thank people for... Mm-hmm. everything you know that the troubles have caused you and the good that it's made you and mm. um and i love that sentiment of looking at everything yeah. as a blessing in disguise so what's you're talking about working with um preston smiles and alexi and what are you doing like how does yeah. it how how does your kind of coaching and work look what does that look like now the work that i do with yeah. people um so I run a, well, I have been up until this point running a group program called Life on Your Terms, and that's, I uh, was called to make that the last one. And so I'm moving from that into something called the soul of business, because what's frustrated me about business courses out there is they're all very structured and like, it's all about like Facebook ads and you should do this. And like, you know, it's just kind of cookie cutter bullshit that everybody else is doing. And I just don't think that works, right? It's not how I do business my way of doing it's not going to be for everyone it's going to be for the rebels the ones that the ones that do want it to come from a really soul aligned place so that's the one that I'm um, launching this year that I'm really excited about diving into 
And then outside of that, I work privately with people and run workshops, uh, which I've been, again, cutting back on a lot of that work because I just wanted to be super present, uh, be a little bit more grounded and actually spend time with my family and, and uh, like, how good is this, right? Like, how good is this life? I just wanted to have time to spend three hours in the park on a sunny afternoon with my daughter if I want to. I don't want my calendar to be booked out from, like, every single day. It just doesn't feel good to me right now. So I'm luxuriating in space. Beautiful. I think... What does Oprah start to super soul podcast with the best thing you can give yourself is time or mm. um, and the trap of busyness and I think so what are what are the other um, like uh, pastimes that is anything you like in, intrigued about learning or doing or filling your time with or is it just like Eckhart Tolle sitting on the park bench (laughs) (laughs) you know I love Eckhart Tolle that book changed my life I read it a few years ago and I read the first chapter and I was like I'm done that's all I need to read it's just like oh my god just being is so good (laughs) Um, I am actually about to start today because my daughter is fluent and I'm not, and I feel um, I'm doing her a disservice at the moment that I can't converse with her in today and that she needs more of that at home. So, yeah, we're starting that, I think, next week, which is exciting. Oh, fantastic. Mm. I was looking at my own mental health and um, where it starts to go pear-shaped and I identified that not spending time with, like, friends, Mm -hmm. uh, being too... And business like that balance of having too much structure or, or no time mm. at all and the other thing was like learning yeah. and th- having these courses or keeping the mind and I've been in that discomfort yeah. zone mm-hmm. um, I think is really it's such a beautiful place to be yeah. is there any other, like big big goals you've got as well in, in terms of you're talking about the Cineva 2.0 <laughs> <laughs> There is always a 2.0. Um, you know, my goals are, are not like so much in business at the moment, and I'm sure that will absolutely be different next year or whatever. And right now in the space that I'm in, um, my goals are very simple. It's like my husband and I are going to Burning Man together, and that's really exciting to me. And then we are planning to buy a house on Waikiki Island, um, which is also really exciting to me. You know, um, I one of my goals this year, which I've just had done, is I uh, had my breast implants removed, and that was um, a really. I'm still in recovery, but that was a big thing and something that I knew I also needed space to allow for rest and to process and all these things that were going on. Um, outside of that, there is. I'm really keeping it super tight and minimal, you know, like, if, again, it's what feels good. Last year it felt good to take over the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, uh, again, the entrepreneur coach Dan Sullivan, he, he, mm-hmm. when he had it, he lost his, I think he had a, 
went bankrupt and got divorced in the same week kind mm-hmm. of thing hit rock bottom and so he mm-hmm. started writing this list of wants and he didn't yeah. put a big he didn't put a but or a because or it was just like i want this mm-hmm. and he was talking about how we we kind of condition ourselves to rationalize everything and to put mm-hmm. like to play it small and to yeah. and and he, yeah i just love this idea of writing down this is what i want and mm-hmm. and <laughs> on the the breast implant thing, I just listened to Paul mm. Check did a whole podcast on it, and I who found did? Paul Check. Okay. So he's like the guru. Yeah. He's who Ben Warren trained under, and he's like the. Have you heard of him before? Uh the name sounds familiar, but yeah, he's I'm like the sure. guru of gut health, and he's a shaman okay. in six different yeah. tribes, and he's just this um, amazing mm-hmm. guy. But he was talking because his wife had yeah. breast implants, and he was talking about the need to feel loved and as a and as a woman to like the the real great benefits of it you know mm-hmm. like um like taking pride in your appearance and that kind of thing yeah and to feel attraction from mm-hmm. your partner but then the the other side which was the 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 complications and the lies around like the materials they've used for it and and if, if people get too attached to that mm. that person mm. um, how's that been that what's been yeah. that process for you to let let go or transition or what so what I've had them for 11 years and at the time of my life when I got them I was in a very different space mm. it was I was living in Canada aesthetics were everything I was surrounded by wannabe actresses that were all like you know that's everybody had um, breast implants and fake care and everything and I it came from a place of not feeling good enough um, and I got them and then I actually never liked them it was felt like it was like oh this is not part of me it doesn't feel good I was didn't feel really bad um, but I always like pretty much covered them up almost all the time and I didn't I just didn't feel like quite like myself Um, And over the years, I've had multiple health issues, um, but none of them I would have ever associated with having breast implants. Like, just, um, like, thyroid problems, hormonal problems, gut health, like, having brain fog every day, waking up feeling, like, a bit hungover every single morning with never touching alcohol. Um, If I didn't get like an uninterrupted nine hours sleep. I was exhausted, uh, just endless, but they were all minor in the scheme of things. And a few months ago, um, my soul was like, out, like Mm. get these, (laughs) get them out. And uh, so that's when I started looking into it. And then I found out all this information um, about how incredibly toxic they are. The FDA has linked them with two different types of cancer. Like, they don't tell you this stuff. Yeah. They deny that they cause any problems because they want to make money. And they're literally killing people. Um, I'm so lucky that I've gotten away with not being more sick because so many women have had really serious health conditions. By the uh, Interestingly enough, because my body was, um, my soul was like, you know, get these things out. What was really interesting was like the two to three weeks before surgery, my health started going downhill really fast. 
And I started getting like these weird lumps all through my lymph system and like these weeping sores on my like my head and on my neck and a little bit on my face and all these like things were happening to me. And uh, it was real crazy. I had the surgery and by the next day they disappeared. Even like hours after the surgery, all the lumps had gone. And symptoms like had, I'm still, you know, letting things sit and seeing what's happening. Um, but I wake up completely clear-headed every morning mm-hmm. and have more energy than I've had in a long time. And it's just like, and one of the biggest things is I feel, um, I feel like for the last 11 years, I've been walking around feeling numb. And now it's like, I even feel my emotions more strongly, mm-hmm. which sounds really crazy, but it's legitimately how it feels right now. So it's been a real interesting yeah. ride. It's right, <laughs> just kind of in short summed up the, the Paul Check podcast, he talked about the, you know, a year or two in, people start getting certain symptoms, hormones, mm-hmm. physical issues, and he, mm-hmm. would, he would tick off all of the yeah. low-hanging fruit, you know, their, mm-hmm. their diet, their lifestyle, um, yeah. and then it just kind of came down to these implants, and when he did the research on them, the, that slow release of, I can't remember what chemicals were going to the body, but... Um, yeah. No, there's 30 different chemicals that they're coated in, and then the body creates this massive capsule of scar, scar tissue yeah. around them. And that's just... And even yeah. I was thinking when I have like too much sugar, how it affects yeah. my consciousness and my thinking, and you think... I know Dave Asprey's whole book was written about mold, like just mm. being... And having that slowly deteriorate <laughs> your mm-hmm. your life. And I've, I've had something similar with my sinuses, which I'm still trying to get yeah. on, like not better sleep and breathe properly, and... That's like 15, 10%, 5% right. every day and everything you do is... Um, so that must feel so exciting yeah. to <laughs> have that energy back. Uh, it, I feel like I've got a new lease on life. Yeah. And it's so interesting because so many of those symptoms, you're like, you're like, oh, but it could just be me getting older and, you know, these things happen to people even if they don't have implants. And it's like, you don't know if taking them out is going to make you better. I was... Like regardless, I was like on them out. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not part of who I am anymore anyway. So, um, but at the same time, I was like, I'm 37. I should not be feeling like this. That's mm. not old. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel, it feels so good to be back to myself. What yeah. would you say for someone who's in that space of looking to, to get them because I mm. I think it was Don't. Carl Young who was yeah he was saying that when you when you void of that like deep connection and meaning in life then you fill it with well, we got I think he listed off three um, like consumerism mm-hmm. narcissism and yeah. a couple of other things you fill it with because you mm-hmm. don't have that deep connection do you think that's yeah. where the void is you're just trying mm-hmm. to meet that connection through the aesthetics or is it Yes, and it's also, there's, there's so many things to it. Like, of course, it comes from, it came from a lack of self-worth and a lack of um, love for who I was and where I was and not feeling like I was good enough and not feeling, like, perfect. And also the lack of knowledge because, like I said, we're not told what the side effects are. We're not 
like this information on cancer has been out since 2002 and nobody, like none of these surgeons ever tell you that. Like, do you think that if you were told this could give you cancer, you would do it willingly? Or if you're these other like hundred different things that could and actually will eventually happen to you? Because thing is, as you can walk around symptomless or almost you think you're symptomless for like a period of time, but at some point they are going to create some major damage, right? Yeah, well, I mean, Paul Chick says you get uh, like fatigued or a bit tired, you get colds or a sickness, then you get a disease, and if you keep mm-hmm. ignoring all of those, then you die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and the amount of like young people with so many issues and yeah. autoimmune conditions and 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 I and I look at the research with things like Monsanto and mm. that they covered up yeah. Roundup sprays that Nest I think Nestle, Cadbury, a whole lot of these companies own a lot of the organic yeah. uh, certification companies, so they right. uh, so they can fund studies which prove that there's not much difference between organics and and they're kind of some of the manipulation at the top is quite scaring as a mum now mm-hmm. what are you kind of really aware of with right. raising a, a beautiful daughter in terms of thoughts and diet yeah. and anything that anything that stand out in particular uh, all of it's so important like everything's different for me having a daughter because I realise like I don't want her to grow up feeling the way that I did or having those experiences and so even through this whole process, I've explained to her everything. She's five, um, but she, like, kids are smart, man. They get the shit. And I told her why I got them and why I was getting them taken out and the whole process. And I think that's really important, like, to not hide stuff from your kids. Um, be really open with them and let them learn from what you've gone through. <clears throat> because... She's literally perfect. <laughs> and I never want her to feel like she should ever have to change anything about herself. Mm. Yeah, so again, that perfection. Um, this, this young, uh, this guy studied and teaches the philosopher Carl Jung. He was saying, yeah. even if you're perfect and your soul's in line and all this stuff, uh, you still go through like deep hardships and, so, and I think mm-hmm. that was an interesting um, point he made because I mm-hmm. thought you know sometimes it's conditioning that if I get this place where I am aligned that, that then I won't have to deal with the struggles and so much of it I thought was right. ex- how you set up expectations particularly with mm-hmm. people around you yes do, do you yeah. kind of have any thoughts around how you set up your expectations for your daughter in terms of what she does and how to be around people and the struggles in life and mm. I don't have any separation I think that's the important thing is for me I don't have any separation between my business my life my friendships everything it's all on the same plane um, and expectations kill (laughs) like having any kind of expectations is just never a good idea because like and that whole thing you said of thinking that once we get the shit sorted then we're there and nothing else is ever going to happen to us and it's like we're never there there's always a new level and always something else to deal with and 
Um, and knowing that and being in it is really, really powerful because then you're just flowing with life rather than like being trying to block or to stop. Because if you think you're there, then you're definitely fucking not there, <laughs> right? Uh, and knowing that life has seasons and everything in it is happening for us, not to us. So we're not victims. We have the power to create and be and have and do whatever we want to do. Uh, and so just flow with it and see where it plays out to. Because life is a game. Yeah, I was, I was thinking with the, all the psychedelics and the different experiences through self-development, is there one big teaching you got? Because it was interesting mm. reading Michael Pollan's book, yeah. all these really analytical scientists per, people that come out of it like a, a trip and they're like, well, love is the answer and like love is everything. And then it was so counterintuitive to how they operated in the rest of their life. Right. Was there, is that, yeah. is there one thing you've, one really deep insight that's come out of your, your journey? Yes. <laughs> like I said, I've done a lot of personal development. I think I've spent like over $250,000 on it and I've done all kinds of things within that. And the most important thing is to know that you don't need anything, that you're not broken, that you're already whole, you're already perfect. And if you never did another thing in your life, then you're going to be okay. My father um, was the most content human being I've ever known in my life never needed anything never wanted anything he always had time for us and like the same pair of shoes for 17 years <laughs> until they're falling to pieces um, and I know that when he died he would have died he died happy he was killed in an accident and I felt so at peace with him going because I knew that he was like, he was so in his life. And that's really important, right? That we're in this human experience. We're here to live our life and be in it. And so if we're constantly seeking outside of ourselves, trying to fix things, trying to be something or trying to get over here, then we're not being in it and we're never going to be truly happy. What? Because Tony Robbins talks about that as like seeking, um, rather than seeking significance, seeking contribution, which helps kind of shift that mindset a little bit. We're not trying to one up anyone. You're just trying to contribute and give. Is there a mindset that's helped you with? Because sometimes you say that and you read a book, and then yeah. an hour later you're in a situation, you're just straight back to that <laughs> trap, and it's like. I love, I mean, on that Preston's Man Cave course, here's mm -hmm. the three deep rounds of breath and what would love do? Or mm -hmm. is there a mindset or, or a trick to get you back into that space when you lose it? Oh, breathing is breathing. for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think, like, that's the the thing that we stop doing when we're um, under duress. It's mm. just we create all this anxiety and it gets trapped in our body. And so just, like, taking that time to breathe. Choosing to not react not be reactive it's like in any situation take a step back like breathe let it be because the world's not falling on your head mm. probably the thing that you're so that feels like the end of the world right now is actually going to mean nothing in a year's time mm. so creating some perspective is um, is really important yeah that's beautiful just mindful of um, your time so maybe we can 
start to wrap it up is there if if you're kind of starting out on the journey is there any place you point people like Eckhart Tolle's book is it um, certain teachers mm-hmm. you've found fantastic I mean I did the course with Preston mm-hmm. thanks to um, yourself pointing me in the right direction and um, it was interesting I remember being at Gary V and you said I think something about feeling right you know it, like mm-hmm. one of the guys I was looking at studying under it felt like technically right on paper kind of thing mm-hmm. and then it didn't it didn't have that deeper layer um, yes. and, and I was like well, that's such great advice have you got any mm. other <laughs> wisdoms that well I think that's really important it's like everything for me is energy and how it feels is so much more important than uh, how it looks or how it appears or you know because our mind will fuck with us our mind is like um, will trip us up all the time. It wants to keep us safe and it wants to be where it's familiar and it like, um, it's so important to tune in and come back to your soul and go, okay, how does this feel energetically? And I, I would rather not recommend a specific book or course or anything to anybody because uh, for each individual, it's so important to go, okay, what is it that's calling me? I always choose my coaches and my programs um, on that, not what their CV looks like. It's like energetically, like this is who I'm feeling called to work with. This is what I'm feeling called to do. This is what um, is being asked of me right now. Mm. And so take it back to that, like get out of your head and (laughs) drop in and go, how does this feel? I bet there's a lot of people listening saying, but what's the one, (laughs) still what's the one book or the one, is there anything that's in, in, Inspiring that you've enjoyed lately, like well, reading. You can or read watching. my books, of course. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I mean, because you've got two books yeah. out that you can read online, and yeah, neat. Oh, let's point people there. And where else can people find you? Uh, so on my website, sinevaholt.com, or Instagram is where I hang out a lot as well. So everything is under my very complicated name. <laughs> Yeah, that must have some Eastern European flavour, does it? It does. Norwegian and Viking, Viking blood through and through. Oh, yeah. Have you been over there? Not yet. Oh, no. On the to-do list. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to ask too, because I saw you at the Gary V event and had a great yeah. dinner with him, and we mm. just had one of his business partners stay with us. And uh, yeah. a guy, Guy Horrocks, and he was really great. He said, well, everything um, Gary was telling me, like, jab 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 hook and yeah. and add value and be patient and and then it all came out in this book and I was like oh well he's just kind yeah. of practicing what he's preaching was there anything you got out of that that dinner because he was one guy that just really mm. resonated with me and I think you were really glowing after that as well yeah look I already loved Gary V when I went there and then having dinner with him and spending that three hours with him uh, just made me love him even more because he's just he's like he is who he is doesn't matter what situation he's in Um, and really there was no like mind-blowing thing that I took away from that Uh, it's just really to um, just be more of who you are and that it's like the most powerful business advice you could get is to be more of who you are. Like when you're really comfortable in your skin, nothing fucking phases you. You're able to follow your own direction, your own intuition, 
um, is you'll be so in your truth that you're not going to get distracted by all these little diversions and things on the way. Um, one thing that I one thing that I think is really powerful and I always like to leave people with is just there is no growth in a comfort zone. Um, if there is something that you're afraid of, then that's the thing that you need to go after right now. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. Like When we face off with our fear, um, it grows our self-confidence, it grows our self-worth, and we're like, oh, actually, I can do this. Um, and so that's been something that I've done consistently over my whole life, and it will do more for you than anything else. Mm, I love I love that. What do you think your... Um, Dan Sullivan, I keep repeating the same guys, but the, he's got this unique ability framework and he says you're kind of, your superpowers widen at about seven years old and then mm-hmm. that's your gift for life. It's something that continually motivates and energizes you. That's your, um, that's your little puzzle in the universe. And are there are a few sets of skills or abilities that, um, that you think that usually they come so naturally to you not even aware of them does anything come to mind where you're like wow that is actually my gift it's so effortless right. um, <clears throat> for sure my superpower is like I will make shit happen <laughs> no matter what because I have this ability to put blinkers on and be focused on that and I'm like I'm not going to fucking pay any attention to anything that tells me I can't do it and so that's it for me, right? Um, that's the biggest thing, for sure. Oh, I love it. And I'd love to get one just clip uh, of one message you'd love to yeah. put out to the world, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's the one you <laughs> repeated before. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, is, there, is there any one, yeah. kind of one message you'd love to share with people? Yeah, it would definitely be the the one I said before. Is there is no growth in a comfort zone. And and how does what does that look like? Uh, stepping into the the cave you fear the most. Yes, a hundred percent. Like dive off the cliff and trust that the parachute will appear because it always does. Beautiful. Mm. Um, oh, thanks so much for your time, Suniva. Wow, that was mm. that was beautiful. Thanks for having me. How good was that? love that idea of getting uncomfortable that's where the magic happens be more of yourself get in the zone get in that space that really challenges you and um, take action on this it's so easy just to listen and to think oh yeah maybe I'll be vulnerable one day why don't you share something about yourself on social ring a friend start chasing that dream take action be like Gary V. Suniva went to that dinner with Gary V. We're both big fans at dinner with him in Auckland. And I'll share that in the show notes. It's a great video insight into what's possible in life and some just great advice from Gary. Really pumped on his work and all the information Suniva was sharing about being vulnerable, about chasing your dreams, the laser-like focus, and really having a bigger purpose. So hopefully you got lots out of it. If you love it, it'd mean the world to me if you could share it with your friends there's this idea I've been resonating with from Gary V and it's to share all your best knowledge your best information the things you come across and it's what I really want to do with my newsletter with my podcast with my Instagram and if you could do the same hopefully it'll bring lots of joy empathy 
creativity into your own life. I'm sure it will, as it does for me. So share it, leave a review, like, much appreciated. Hope you dug it. Think less, experience more. Till next time.